Every time we come into a stadium, it's only gonna be us. Y'all need to know that. We're coming here to fight every week. Let's go, bus. I got that. They shot me in Denver. You who Back in 303-831-1340, the hotline as well as the text line. It's a Football Friday edition of the program, a real Football Friday edition of the program. We have a couple guys in the hotline been waiting. Let's get them here in just one second. Uh, shout out the Sharpest Rides, thesharpestrides.com, Kevin Sharp, his crew. Those guys do it better than anybody. Uh, absolute legends over there. Um, there's a lot of dealerships, man. But I, I just think there's a lot of guys who are, are you know, maybe don't have your best interest at heart and just trying to push you into stuff. Uh, Sharpest Rides, man, that's like a relationship-based business. Those guys have so many repeat customers, and they want to make you a repeat customer as well. So when you're ready in a couple of years for an upgrade, something different, something bigger, something smaller, um, bring that old whip back. Uh, go walk around that lot and let's you know, get you an upgrade. That's kind of what they're about. So they'll take care of you, bring your trade in, or even if you're not going to buy something from them but you're looking to sell, um, we'll go and talk to Kevin, go talk to Rob, those guys uh, in there and see what they can do for you, okay? Okay. I uh, love those guys. 303-831-1340, those are the hotline. Let's go out to it and get our guy, D-I-A Bert. Hey, Bert. Oh, Danny. What's going on? No much. Hey, yeah. I was confused. We have this bar down in Roswell called the Rookies. Okay. okay? Yeah. On January first, uh, they didn't put down the Kansas City Chiefs game. That's the reason why I keep on saying ten and say it's eleven and seven, Danny. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I bet you they got me good. So, so oh, yeah, oh yeah. So they're going to win six. eleven games. Oh yeah. <laughs> okay. I, I just don't. I the, I think there is going to be. I mean, the beginning of the season is going to be fantastic. I think so too. It's going to be when they get to that cardinal. It's the middle of the season. The the second half of the season, it's a lot different for the Broncos. But uh, the first half of the season allows them to get out in front, maybe get themselves out in front of the division, create a little wiggle room, a chance to maybe lose a game or two to a good team down the stretch and still get to double digits. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think the Ravens are going to be a- I, I I heard someone say the Ravens were Super Bowl sleeper contenders. Yeah, you know I might be I might be willing to hear their case, but really I don't think when it's all said and done this year that the Ravens are going to be better than the Broncos. Maybe even you know, but I don't think that I think the Broncos will have chased down a team like the Ravens this season. I'm telling you, the Denver Broncos are going to be good this year. I have that feeling, especially yesterday when we saw that camp. Wow. They were fantastic. Yeah, I love that. That old camp. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then when Peyton Manning went on SNL, I could see Danny Williams already. You're like that. You're like that guy with all kids, aren't you? Get open. Get yeah. open. What are you doing, huh? I throw, you throw it. You catch it. It's not that them. hard. And then he goes and talks to that one boy's mom after. He tries to hook up with their mom after. That was pretty good. Who's that guy, huh? Yeah, probably. 89 miles an hour ball to that kid. Go, hit it. Hit it. I've hit a couple <laughs> of the boys, but also it's like, I don't know. 
<laughs> oh, did you see that of the Tulsa and East Texas game in the Little League where that kid threw that ball to one of the Tulsa players and he hit him right in the head? And the then ball? he was crying and then he went to first base and the first uh, the runner at first went and hugged him and told him it's okay. Yeah. Yeah, what do it you think about cool. that? That's some cool stuff there, yeah. Yeah, I saw that too. I was like, yeah, that's pretty cool of that guy calm him down. Oh, yeah. yeah, our guys cry quite often. Like five of our guys cry. <laughs> Every game, of the, you know, I got four or five are just good for, like, good for a cry no matter what. And some of a couple of these players are great players. Like, oh, we got a couple of oh, guys yeah. who I'm like are really, really good players. And they're still, like, they strike out. It's just like they're coming off. I'll say, don't, don't do it. Don't do it. It's one at bat. I just, I'll tell them, do not do it. Dude. And then if I have too many at a certain point, I'm like, the next one who cries will have a seat. Or go sit with their mommy for the rest of the game. You're you're done for the day if I get any more. I get it. I get it. Like Roger Hornsby was my manager, and he flew all the way down to the yeah. Oh yeah. Actually, we have some audio of me coaching the boys uh, about being winners uh, and being number one. Here's from our championship game pregame, a speech I gave to the kids. Um, you might remember that one. Alex was there, and he he got that on audio. Um, so. You've got to be number one. I won't tolerate any losers in this family. Your intensity is for shit. Win! 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 I'm just joking. Hey, Bert, we got to go. Good stuff. All right. You guys have a good one. Hey, right, but, uh, yeah, but. yeah, I can't go to the game tomorrow, but I'm going to watch it, though. Okay. Bye. All call, right. Bye. Call, hey, call us next week. All right. Hey, bye. hey, oh, hey. We're going, uh, we're going to 10 to noon next, starting next week. Oh, that's right. You're changing, huh? Everything's yes, changing and I think we're going to miss a couple of days here, the first couple of days, so don't freak out, but I'll be at the end of the week. We're going to do a little All right. California Ten adventure. To I'll remember. Okay, bye. All right, bye. Bye. All right, let's go back out to the hotline, get our guy. He's a mayhem icon, singer-songwriter. It's Chuck Nasty. Hey, Chuck. Hi, Danny. What's going on? Hey, so you're moving to 10 to noon. Yeah, that's right. Well, there was a time when you were on 2 to 4. Uh-huh. And then another time you were on 4 to 6. That's right. And 7 to and 9. So yeah, you got to be flexible if you want to be part of the mayhem mob. Yeah. You know, it's just... Uh, you know, my phone still says mayhem. Really? I like that. Yeah. 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 Hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> hey, Danny. Yeah? I got an important question for you. Okay. When is the draft? We will be doing that before. Let's see here. Do you know what? Let's discuss this right now, Chuck. It's I'm glad. Time it's of, getting time, time to do that. We got to do it like on a Thursday, probably. The Thursday sounds like a good day to do such a thing. Uh, I got to oh. ask Alex right now. Alex, are you in for the Mayhem Fantasy Draft? I'm in. I'm in. Okay, good. So we got here, today's the 12th of August of the year 2022. Next week, uh, probably not such a good week. I'm looking at the week of the twenty the, the 25th, okay? The 25th of August is a Thursday, and I'm hey. thinking we do that at All Seas South, or maybe we go to All Seas Aurora and we do that in the gaming arena. We'll kick all those uh, Pokemon dorks out, and we take their lunch money and their milk money, and then we just do our draft there. And if, if they don't like it, well, I'm going to take their Charizard, too. <laughs> uh, whichever. All that sounds fabulous. Yeah. 
And then on the 25th, and I, that is the Memorial Day weekend. Oh, so yeah. I like that 25th. That's, that's put a target date on that. I'm targeting it. That's two weeks from yesterday. Targeting it. All right, we got to go, Chuck. Hey, uh, do you bet on uh, preseason games? Uh, I should have yesterday because I liked the Ravens quite a bit, but I got scared. Because <laughs> I was like, I'm like. Do you dip I, into I, that business? No. Oh, okay. Who can predict what? Because we're not going to have Russell Wilson. We have Josh Johnson for the next month. Yeah, that's right. Well, and Brett so, Rippin. Oh, that's right. I, He's a good player. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're, they're kind of competing for the job. I understand. Yeah. Okay. Thanks for taking my call. And Thanks, buddy. I know you're going to have a great... I tell JJ I said hi. I will. Peace. Bye. Let's do one more. Let's go back out to the hotline. It's Murderer's Row right now. This guy's one of the great ones as well. He's got one of the best ponytails in the game. It's Juan. Hey, Juan. Yeah. What's up? Nothing. Spanked those cowboys yesterday. Why you, why you call your kids lo- why you call your kids losers? I didn't say anyone was a loser. Yeah, I said, did. listen, I said they were L seven weenies. <laughs> Dude, you're probably the one that's in control of all that Pokemon cards. I don't know why you're trying to act like you're not. I'll put a you spell on you right now. Pokemon. I will put a spell on you right now. Knock that spell out. <laughs> Were you at work? Yeah. What kind of vehicle are you in right now? Tractor trailer, 53 footer. Dang. So, what are you hauling right now? Concrete? Uh, half inch rock. Mm. Okay, I don't know what that means. What's that mean? Half inch of rock that's half inch. Just a little rocks? No, they have half. Yeah, they have half-inch oh. rock, they have full-inch full rock. Yeah. They have sand. They have everything. Yeah. But what's up with this? Why is everybody saying, one, one certain people are saying that the Broncos did crappy, and then they got the other people saying that the Broncos, that the Cowboys did crappy? How did it go? I just told everybody. The Broncos were in control. Russell looked great against a really good defense, and the Broncos' defense was on point and sharp. The Broncos won. The Broncos won the day. Both sides, no doubt. Well, was it was it set up for the Broncos to win? Or no, was it was it was actual scrimmage. It, I mean, there was a little bit of scrimmage. So there was a little bit of drilling stuff. Not as much one on one stuff as you would have wanted. But once they got into it, and first team went against first team, and you know, on both sides, uh, Russell Wilson looked polished. The offense looked really good, and Dak Prescott was frustrated. And uh, the Broncos' defense was making a bunch of plays to where the Cowboys were just trying to fight all of our you know, offense, were trying to fight all of our defensive guys. How did Jerry Judy look? Um, he looked okay. He looked. Do you think we're gonna have to get another receiver or what? Um, it depends on like if it's the right kind of fit. I don't. They're not gonna go get Odell Beckham Jr. That's for sure. But like Cole oh. Beasley or someone like that. Everyone's talking about Emmanuel Sanders, but like, he's he ain't playing. It ain't you know. It's not that ain't gonna happen. He's too old already, right? Well, he's thirty five, and like again, he's kind of still quick and all that kind of stuff. But thirty five year old receiver who's like across the middle of the field, who's like quickness. It's all his success is based off of his quickness. Um, once you're thirty five, you ain't really quick anymore. So I'm not saying Emmanuel couldn't play. I just think he's kind of making that decision too. His son's getting older, like JJ, and 
His son's playing tackle, does all kinds of stuff. He's a really good dad, and he has a daughter, too, who's getting bigger. So, that's you know, things kind of change. You start to enjoy some of your kids' success, and, you know, it's it's hard. It's a grind. Hey, he's, had, he's had a great career. crazy with Tom Brady, right? What, what's that all about? I'm not really sure. We'll find out more about that. He's taking off. He'll, he'll be off until the end of the second preseason game, so he's taking like a week or two off. And then when you're, when you're special, I guess you get a... Well, it's two things. It's one of two things. He's got some kind of injury that we don't know about, or he's got some real personal family stuff that we don't know about. It's one of two things. That's all it could really be. I mean, that's what it is. You know what? And I got, I got one more thing. Okay. That Brittany Grimer, she's a character, dude. Hey. Why is she calling and saying that she needs to get out when we got dudes that are in the same in our prison with the set for the same thing that she's in there trying to think that she needs to get out? She's well, tripping, dude. She's she shouldn't be in there for ten years at a Russian jail. Maybe she does a little six. Listen, they you can give her the fullest of what would be a one year, six months, whatever. And, you know, as she'd do her time and just have to, like, eat it. But nine, ten years for that kind of, I mean, come on, give me a break here. Dude, dude's got, I know dude's got 30 years for pounds of weed, dude. Come on, dude. Weed is weed. It doesn't matter, dude. She didn't have You're pounds of weed. She had a tiny little life. gram, a little thing, a little nothing thing. No, she had four vape pins where it tells you, do not bring marijuana into this country. It is legal. You will go to prison. Come on now, dude. Is she that dumb that she has to say, oh, I don't, I didn't know. Bro, she's been working there and playing there for like eight years. She's a star there. It's because the sanctions, because of what's happening with the war that they kind of turned on her. And she was kind of one of them. She went over there and played with a big star for for one of their Russian club teams. So they kind of did her dirty because she was like an adopted Russian over there. Kind of They, they did her dirty. If your boss told you not to bring heroin into his office and you brought heroin into his office, you would get fired. Plain and simple. And get charged. So you know I could feel sorry for that lady with not one bit. I don't care what she said. I don't care. And if people want to people want to say, Oh, she needs to get out, what about all them dudes that have got weed charges here in this country? I don't know, man. <laughs> I know, bro, I know you know. I just wanted to bust your, <laughs> bust your testicles today. Well, Good thanks a lot. You get to talk this whole week. This whole week. Uh, next week I'm gonna be again ten to two. We're gonna move from ten to I'm sorry, ten to noon. Ten to noon. Oh, this is Gil Wiley. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm gonna have to start at the, going. It's movie day. It's movie day. <laughs> movie day. <laughs> I promise you. Everybody else sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Later, bro. Later. Uh, let's go to break three zero three eight three one thirteen forty. The hotline as well as the text line couple minutes over but alex will fix us up here come back oh yeah turn that up yes this is that new fire just debuting on the show right now i think this song has a chance to be one of the next big ones you're on it early yeah uh, it gets real big well it's like my kamara stuff you know like my javante stuff a little bit Turn that up. I want to hear us for about 30 more seconds, then we'll go to break. Yeah, that's right. Oh, Pharrell? Oh, yeah. You're like, just when you thought this song had everything, Halsey, Justin Timberlake. Gonna add Pharrell in there with this sweet vocal? I want to get, after they do that one Halsey part again, then we go to break, okay? 
want to hear me say. It's coming, don't worry. Tell Nate just to calm down. We're good. Here it is, here, let's go. Show with Danny Williams, weekday mornings at nine. I'm ready, ready? We fell short this time. Smiles made in this. Kyle used to rock that one. I was just texting back and forth with Kyle, man. He's funny. KB? Yeah. Missed that guy. He should. You could, Kyle. Come in and host. He could come in and host while I'm gone. For sure. That'd be great to have him back. Yeah. Wow, that'd be sweet. I don't know if he's really listening. I think he's listening or half listening. But yeah, man, you could totally do that. If, you know, your girlfriend will let you. Oh, oh, ready? Oh, oh. <laughs> That's one shot. That's one shot, kid. Okay, 303831. That's one shot. That's one shot, kid. Um. Okay. Thanks for rolling with us. Yeah, rock on. 10.21 a.m. in the Mile High City. Uh, we're just having some fun. We're doing that thing. Um, there was some mixed reviews a little bit from yesterday's practice about kind of what happened and what didn't. But again, there's we don't really technically know what um, what was supposed to happen on several plays. A lot of the plays out there. So guys are like, oh, he was sacked or this happened here. Or, you know, it's it's we're not we don't we don't know for sure in a handful of situations like um, with just some of the circumstances in yesterday. So it's really just the eye test stuff. It was the eye test and the eye test showed the um, Cowboys offense struggling and frustrated. And the eye test showed Russell Wilson making just kind of enough plays after enough plays over and over and over again. And I think that's going to happen over the first couple few games of the season where there might be some big third down conversions to extend drives on third and eights and third and sixes and third and tens that Drew Locke definitely could never do. Okay, could never do in a million years or Teddy Bridgewater. And um, that will extend drives while they're building towards, you know, um, Javante running the ball for five yards on first down, setting up a second and shorter second and five where you can then throw the ball, run the ball, and then we start to attack you and make you pay. So it's exciting, man. It's uh, it's humbling. I'm it's I get the NFL. It's uh, just that I'm a winner. Um, I'm psyched. Coach Hackett was did a little interview thing. I don't know who sent it to me. One of the homies that they maybe it was a- Alo uh, of him doing an interview with the Barstool guys. That big cat, Coach Hackett's freaking hilarious. He's a real dude, a regular dude. He's like, he is so. He's like light years. Be- Fangio is just can never even wrap his head around some of the things that 
you know, Coach Hackett thinks and says and uh, does and acknowledges and remembers and pop culture savvy, all that kind of stuff. Coach Hackett is um, his dad was as old school, old school and respected of a coach as there ever was. Yet all we're doing is talking about his innovation and his, you know, new school brand of, of football. That's I a, get the NFL. Yeah. So what, what were you going to say? Oh, uh, he just seems like kind of like Vrabel. Some of those players, coaches kind of could yeah. kind of hang with the boys. Kyle Shanahan really relates to the guys well. Um, just someone you would um, want to go have a beer with, really. Yeah, I think so, too. Um, what do you think the Brady stuff is about? Tom Brady leaving the box, uh, quote, do deal with some personal things. I think it's family related would be my guess. Like what kind? Do you think someone's hurt or injured or sick or Man, mom or dad or probably could be Giselle. Um, well, there was all that talk where he wanted to spend more time with his family and then he comes back out of retirement. I think it could be related to that. Oh, well, I would have at this point and he could do it. Um, Aaron Rodgers could do it. Russell Wilson could do it where they're you know, not practicing every day with the team, not around the team every day, spending some time away. You could call it resting the body and the wear and tear of a 30 or even 45-year-old quarterback. But um, there was a lot of things in, you know, to tune it up and to be prepared um, and a lot of polish that it takes to go be able to be a, a winning NFL team. But also that's what comes with having an older quarterback. So they, you know, those guys have the leverage to Kyrie. Kyrie Irving and his new deal was trying to have a verbiage where it said he would not play in more than 60 regular season games. I saw that. And no no back-to-backs as well. No back-to-backs, and he would only play in less than, no more than, 60 games per season. And again, we might look at this stuff later on when the NBA goes to like 70 games or 72 games as fairly kind of innovative. Or you just look at him as being kind of a jerk. That's how most people look at Kyrie. But um, it's uh, when I heard it, it was kind of threw me back a little bit because, you know, you think that guys want to go out there and play in the most maximum amount of games possible for the stats, for the glory, for the wins, all that kind of stuff. Kyrie's built different. And I think because he got that ring early in that his career with LeBron and maybe the clout that came along with that, you can, you almost kind of can't take that away from him. Like Derek Rose is was a superstar young talent who had a bunch of accolades, but didn't, you know, win at the highest level. So his legend over time will, you know, get passed by by the likes of the Russell Westbrooks and just some other guys. Not that Russell's one. But the fact that Kyrie did separates him from that group of guys who didn't. And Kyrie is a great one, man. Kyrie's even an all-time great. They say, you know, um, people out there, some folks out there, that Kyrie's the most talented, you know, physically talented point guard in the history of the National Basketball League. Wilbur. But, uh, yeah, so it's just something to kind of think about, I guess. Best dribbler I've ever seen, that's for sure. His handles are ridiculous. You know, Derrick Rose was very, very special, too, a ball handler and um, super explosive. Yeah, man, Kyrie, uh, say you drop Kyrie right into the Nuggets. You dropped him right under the Nuggets lap there. Do they win it with Kyrie? I'm going to say no. I would say it's because of the commitment to winning, 
from Kyrie. Not that you couldn't win it with Kyrie. It'd be the commitment to winning with Kyrie. Right. I agree with that. I think, you know, some of the stuff that he's asking for would make, I think, some of your teammates resentful, slightly resentful, especially if they're doing extra dirty work and he's coming in and when he and essentially when he wants or when he wants to take off and the other guys have to go out there and continue to work that, you know, it's just kind of not fair. But life's not fair. He's a great player. You're nothing without him. You might be a hard-working 500 team and have won some games without him, but you can't big picture win without him. So maybe that goes to, you know, if, if Tom Brady wants to take a week off or two weeks off, what are they going to tell him? No, because what are you going to do? Cut Tom Brady? He can do whatever the F he wants. He's Tom Brady. And Aaron Rodgers could pull that same kind of stuff. I think the guys, you know, that's why Tom Brady plays till he's 45 because he loves to play. He's the ultimate competitor. He loves being around his teammates. He loves being coached up, and he that's football's all he knows his entire life, literally his entire life. So um, let's go to break. 303-831-1340, the hotline as well as the text line. Join the conversation. Uh, appreciate the interaction, the participation. We'll do some text on the other side. Hit us up. Lots of ways to get involved. Uh, I'm at Tweet Standing on Twitter. Mention that Twitter. Alex at A Becker Sports on Twitter. It's Mile High Sports. I used to read Word Up magazine. Something pepper and heavy D up in the limousine. Hanging pictures on my wall. Every Saturday, rap attack, Mr. Magic Molly Mall. I let. The Smile High Morning Show with Danny Williams. Weekday mornings at 9. Um, that's your new back in high school. This is a uh, good shot, good Charlotte. This is uh, same era. Yeah, alien. Uh, no, no, this is uh, uh, some 41. There you go. Boom. Got it. You had to kind of help me a little bit, but I don't know if I would have came up with that. I needed I would have needed like another minute or two. That's a fun one. 303-831-1340. The hotline as well as the text line. 1033 AM. Couple segments left. Worth a show. Uh anything you want to talk about, get at us. Uh, a couple texts maybe from Alex. Let me know and it's all good. Um and you have a couple that you like for us. Yeah, I got a couple right now. Let's um, do it. This is from NDC Danny. He said, after x-ray, the doctor has confirmed that Danny's bones are made of pie crust. <laughs> Hang in there, little buckaroo. Here's a dumb, dumb sucker. Uh, <laughs> and then also, it hurt. I was like, like, I'm hurting. I was like feeling, I thought my, he broke my leg. Let the kid broke my damn leg. That happened to me once. I was playing a slow pitch not too long ago, and I was pitching. Ooh, and oh, those come I would low. never. I mean, it's you're pretty close to the hitter. I would have one back. of those dork helmets, Gersh pitches, and like at the highest level of you know, dad, beer league, goofball, softball guy. It's it's dangerous. You have no time to get out of the playing there. third or short. Used to have to play in the infield always, and I hated it. I you know I was like I'll play second, you know, but I didn't want to play third, and I didn't. I always hated being a base runner standing on third because. Guys trying to rip that ball down like those lines like that. If you're not like trying to hit them out, it's dangerous, man. I'm telling you, I don't. I've seen guys take liners and get hurt. High fast one and pow, the lights went out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, crowd at the plate so close to strike zone almost disappeared. 
pitchers hate that. <laughs> Good one. We'll do um at the end of this segment, just find me the Field of Dreams speech music or, you know, Field of Dreams music. I and, have it. And or the speech. Uh, yeah. And um, we'll do that. But at the end of Ray, let's do it. Just the music, though. Just the music. So while you're looking for that. <laughs> A bunch of guys are hitting me up on the fantasy football stuff. I think it's probably time we can start talking about fantasy. I'm totally down next week to gear up. I think it's proper because um, we'll have preseason games to kind of look forward to, but we won't be there every single day to see exactly what's happening at practice to kind of have that to talk about. So, uh, I mean, like, uh, I used to be in like five, six leagues. It was too much. Now I'm in about three leagues. It matters. They all kind of matter. I want to win them all. Um, it's been a year or two since I've collected. And, um, man, I'm tired of feeling great. On draft night, like I won, you know, free agency, like the teams in the NFL who win free agency are usually usually the loser teams, right? That's why they're overpaying on guys and have to add all these guys. But I'm trying to win it this year at all costs. I need to take down Santino, um, Dirty Mike and the boys, Noit, uh, all, you know, I want to beat Jake, you know. Uh, I want to beat you, Alex. I want to beat your brains in. Just that I'm a winner. Yeah. And all the homeboys. I definitely want to beat Chuck Nasty. That's for dang sure. I want to beat Alo really, really bad. Uh, New School Danny. I want to beat him. I want to torture him. I just don't want to beat him. I want to fillet, I want to, you know, fillet him a fast fooding. Fast fooding. So anyone in your path, you just basically want to bulldoze. Yes. Yeah. It's like a, a train. You got to get off the tracks. It's like an army of steamrollers. Um, Sorry. Yeah, totally, man. Um, are you ready for fantasy football? Who? Okay, right now. Do you have the draft music? Do 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 with the first pick of the twenty twenty two Smile High Morning Show Draft. Team Williams selects running back. Javante? No, I don't know if I go Javante with the number one overall pick. Yeah, that's it. No, it's like uh, it's the draft, like when they make a pick. Oh, the like, draft sounder. Okay, do, yeah. Let me let me find that one. This is like the NFL prime. Yeah, I like that too. That's like when we talk football, you drop that. Okay. Like, yeah, you know. But then it's it's just like do 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 do. I think it's a drop. I don't know. I don't know which computer. I think that's the computer you go to for that one. But. I'm ready. I wouldn't be ready to draft today, but I would be ready to draft next week. I think so. Um, let's see here. Um, I would probably go Josh Allen with my first quarterback. My first receiver would be Justin Jefferson. If he's off the board, I'd probably try to talk myself into CeeDee Lamb being the most productive you know, receiver in the NFL this year. Um, let's see. You get one running back off the board. Who is it? Take one running back. John Any. Jonathan Taylor. He's your guy. Yeah. Yeah. Damn, he was really, really good last year. I probably roll with that. I think he will do that for another year or two, but then someone else will kind of dethrone him again. When Christian McCaffrey plays, 
he's like RB one when he plays. He averages more, you know, uh, PPG fantasy points per game than than any guy. But he- Christian McCaffrey drinks up a grande cup of <laughs> daily. It's like a supercharger for his ass. And he can run as fast as the Flash. <laughs> Good one. A classic never dies. Good job, Alex. But uh, let's see what else I'm going to go with. Um, you got to go Kelsey, and it's not cl- yeah, That's it. You found it. Uh, what's it called? Uh, NFL Draft Sounder. Ah, so, yeah. that's a hard one. Fine. It's kind of in a weird spot. Well, you can't type in ding diddle ding diddle ding ding ding. You know what I mean? That's like, can you do that one? The ding diddle ding da ding ding ding. If I said that, you would do that. Okay. Well, you're pretty good. Um, who's supposed to be the one, two, three best defenses, fantasy defenses this year? Uh, I thought I saw Bills and Bucks are the top two. Bills were, you know, got gashed the first half of the season. They need to learn how to kind of coexist with the offense that is so dynamic and prolific. And then the Bills offense was kind of weird on about four or five occasions last year, too, where they kind of didn't show up. But uh, this has got to be the year for the Bills to put the whole thing together, I would I'd, I'd kind of think, I'd kind of believe. Yeah, top five are Bills one, Buccaneers two, Saints three, 49ers four, and Colts five. Colts. Here's my thoughts. Some of those defenses are going to be complemented by a good offenses, like the Colts. Balance. Um, who was the middle team you said there? It was a bad uh, team. Saints are three. The Saints. So to me, Jameis is going to have you three and out, and the defense is going to be back on the field. So if we're talking about like a points per game, if you're like one a defense that's gonna not give up a lot of points, a low scoring, uh, you know, defense, well, that's one way to go after it. If you want a playmaking defense where you think they got guys who are gonna be, you know, taking turnovers, uh, you know, and turn them into pick sixes, um, then maybe you consider the Saints. So that's my thought. It's like, don't you? I don't know if I want a good defense from a good team. Or um, a good defense from a team that doesn't have a great offense, where the D, it's all about the defense itself. Yeah, I just uh, I like the teams that have the most takeaways, and that's that's who I go with. Well, that's hard to predict from year to year because again, you can look. I'd looked at the last couple years and see what teams are training and have the most kind of takeaways, and consider that. But also, you can't measure that kind of stuff because one team that you know may have turned it over at one, a very high rate last year, you know the won't get those same tips and bounces the next year because, you know, the the crazy thing about a football is it bounces funny and it's shaped weird, okay? So it's like, you never know. I mean, John Fox used to, anytime the ball's on the ground on a, you know, a, I don't mean like a fumble, I mean like an incomplete pass closest to the ball, runs it down, and then runs it down the field. And it's trying to get that, like, uh, mentality of take away, balls on the ground, pick it up and go, like trying to create that. Which is it's not really a creatable thing, I don't think. It's just it happens or not. There's stuff you can work at, but it's like the ball is either going to come off receiver's hands and go into you know the cornerback's hands two or three or four times in the season, or that ball goes through his hands and just falls into the to the grass. And while like a diving defender is just out of reach, you can't. That's just practicing the scoop and score. Well, it is. It's just timing though, and it's just like luck, man. But luck is when what? What is luck? Luck is, uh, I don't know, when you have good fortune on your side. No, no, no. Luck is when preparation 
and opportunity, come together and kiss. You got your preparation, okay? You're prepared. Then you have your opportunity. You put the two things together. That's how we get lucky. Luck isn't just like luck. Luck is, has to be created somehow. You got to manifest. You got to visualize. Like Conor McGregor, he visualized his success. And now look, he hasn't won a fight in five years. No, I still love Conor, actually. I'm a Conor defender. Let's go to break. 303-831-1340, the hotline, as well as the text line. One final segment worth of show. If you want to join the conversation, let's do it. We'll catch up with any last text that Alex has that he wants to read. There's still plenty of time to... Who's this? Major Laser. Major Laser? Major Laser. That's badass. That is badass. All right, Danny Williams and Alex. Up. Let's ride. Ah, that's my favorite one. Bull fam. Let's ride. Mike Dub. You can call me D-Dub. Let's ride. D-Dub. Let's ride. Ah, see? Fired me up. I'm ready to go. It's Molly Sports. The Smile High Morning Show with Danny Williams. Weekday mornings at 9. Ray, people will come, Ray. They'll come to Iowa for reasons they can't even fathom. They'll turn up your driveway, not knowing for sure why they're doing it. They'll arrive at your door as innocent as children, longing for the past. Of course we won't mind if you look around, you'll say. It's only $20 per person. They'll pass over the money without even thinking about it. For it's money they have. And peace they lack. Ray, just sign the papers. And they'll walk out to the bleachers in short sleeve shirts on a perfect afternoon. They'll find they have reserved seats somewhere along the baselines where they sat when they were children and cheered their heroes. And they'll watch the game and it'll be as if they were dripped themselves in magic waters. The memories be so thick, they'll have to brush them away from their faces. Ray, when the bank opens in the morning, they'll foreclose. People will come, Ray. You're broke, Ray. You sell now or you lose everything. The one constant through all the years, Ray, has been baseball. America has rolled on like an army of steamrollers. It's been erased like a blackboard, rebuilt, and erased again. But baseball has marked the time. This field, this game, it's part of our past, Ray. It reminds us of all that was once good and can be again. Oh, they will come, Ray. They will most definitely come. Hey! Yeah! When I was little, Field of Dreams was like, kind of weird. I kind of didn't get it. You know, it was just like, too little. And I was like, yeah, okay. I don't know. He's, you know? Go the distance. It's like, uh... He's like, did you hear that? And he was, James Earl Jones was like, no, take me home already. 
but he did hear it. And I was like, well, I heard it. Did James Earl Jones hear it? And then he drops him off in that VW bug and it's raining and he's like leaving and he's about to give up. And he turns around and James Earl Jones is standing in the street and he almost runs him over and he goes, go the distance. He's like, you heard it. And at that point, I really had no clue what was going on. It was too little. Uh, you know, it was wild. And I was like, why couldn't he see them? Like the jerk brother, you know, this brother-in-law. And he's like, we know if these baseball players get here. And that's kind of the end of the movie, I guess. Well, that's a good movie. Ease his pain. Oh, good one. Go the distance. Moonlight Graham. I, I like wow. him picking, picking him up. Yeah. Winking at the pitcher and all that. <laughs> no doubt about it. And then he's played by like a young 80s dude who's like, he's in, uh, that's Brad in uh, Pulp Fiction. Look at the big brain on Brad. He's like, I will strike down upon thee with great vengeance. You know that? And he's like, the Brad's the dude who's, you know, he shoots the dude who's went to the, uh, get those burgers from, um, damn, it's a mighty fine burger. What is that? A real with cheese. Uh, from Big Kahuna Burger. <laughs> Damn, Jimmy. There's some, some serious gourmet. <laughs> That's my favorite part. We'd have been happy with some uh, freezers, uh, uh, Folgers, fr freezers. Fr <laughs> well, I don't know. Pulp Fiction's like, I don't know if it gets, be it gets better than that. I don't think it's better than Pulp Fiction. It's like 10 movies going on inside of one movie. You got the most incredible star power ever in that movie. Uh, I mean, Travolta, Bruce Willis, uh, you know, Samuel L. Jackson. You got, uh, uh, who am I leaving out? Vin Rames, uh, Tarantino. Who's the gal? Uma Thurman. Uma Thurman. Um, Bruce Willis. I said him. Bruce Willis, yeah. Uh, Maria de Medorinos. Maria de Medorinos. Yeah, let me see that Pulp Medorinos? Fiction cast. Yeah, this got the, a lot of star. Uma, yeah. Uh, oh, Harvey Keitel. Are you kidding me? The wolf. Oh, Christopher Walken, guys. We were talking about he had to hit, hide that watch. Are you kidding me? You know, where he had to hide that watch, right, Alex? I've I've only seen this movie once, oh. and it was a long time ago. Yeah, in his butt. He has to hide it. Mm. Uh, man, Tim Roth. Oh, Tim Roth. Who else? Uh, <laughs> oh, Steve Buscemi. Buddy Holly bar, right? Forgot about that. Uh, Rosanna Arquette. She's like a crazy party chick. Uh, oh, Peter Green. Zed? Zed's dead. Remember that one? Hey, he's like, spotter gotta fly. We can't really talk about it. Forget about it. Danny DeVito? I don't even remember Danny DeVito in there. Huh. I guess we'll... Never know. Never know. He's, yeah. he's far down on the cast, so I'm guessing his role was minimal. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, anyways, there's like three minutes left worth of show in the week. A uh, pretty big week for the Broncos around here for ownership. Um, for the team in uh, general after yesterday's successes for Coach Hackett, uh, for Russell Wilson, who now, once you see the proven product, you want to buy in more to what the guy's preaching. And I don't mean the, you know, JC stuff. I just mean the preaching of the commitment to winning and just that ultimate belief of we're going to find a way to get it done. 
because he believes it so much. And then he's out there proving it. You got no reason but to buy in. And it's like, you know, playing with the point guard who, you know, is going to give you opportunities and give you a chance to win. You got to go out there and take care of yours. You got to go take kind of take care of your business. And uh, I think that's what Russell Wilson's installing. You can almost see it already with the first days of Jerry Judy at camp to where Jerry Judy's kind of out there doing his own thing, worried about himself a little bit. And Russell says, hey, man, if you're going to catch 100 balls and you're going to go make you $100 million, you know, you can do that. You can do that, but it's on you. And you got to you got to play the game, bro. You got to play the game. That means being a professional, doing, saying all the right things, looking. You got to look the part. Can't be cryptic, dude, who don't want to talk to anybody, who's kind of a jerk, who's, you know, people who's aloof and who people can't figure out. That's not what the people want. That's definitely not what the people want. They want Rod Tidwell, you know, when he after he dances, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like they want they want the show. They want the great show. So uh, Jerry Judy's got to stop worrying about himself a little bit and start worrying about the team. And then he'll get all of the accolades, the clout, and that paper will come with it as well. I'm getting paper. Look at me now. Look, you feel me? Yeah, I think he's a, his attitude sometimes and his body language isn't what people want. It's a little bit moping sometimes, it seems like. I don't know. <laughs> Damn, Jimmy. Some serious gourmet. Tarantino, where does he rank all time? Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Django, Kill Bills, Reservoir Dogs, Hateful Eight. I never saw that one. From Dusk Till Dawn. Ooh. Jackie Brown? Whoa. Hostel? That's him? Whoa, that movie scared me quite a bit. Oh, yeah, Natural Born Killers. Desperado? Wait, 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 wait. All these are him? Whoa. Okay. Wait, 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 The Rock? What did Tarantino have to do with The Rock? (laughs) You're the best. Losers always whine about giving their best. Winners go home in the prom queen. Kyle was the prom queen. All right, that's the show. Turn up a little bit. I like to hear this first part. Mm-hmm. Let's go. For Alex Becker, for all you guys who are with us all week long, for anybody who joined us all week long from camp, uh, Cody today on the show, we really appreciate you guys big time. And we love you guys as well. Good night, Sheila. Good night. Thank you, Sheila. Bye, Terry. Bye, Sheila. I'll never forget tonight. Bye, Terry. All right, Alan, whatever. Go inside. Bye, Sheila. See you, Terry. Bye, Sheila. I don't know if you heard me.